Good day to you, my friend. God bless your heart. Welcome to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor podcast, featuring life lessons that will uplift, amuse, and inspire you. Each week, Joyce will reveal many lessons she has learned as an author, women's ministry leader, life coach, and minister. Sit up, pay attention. Now here's your host, Joyce Calvin. Hello, and thank you for joining in. This episode is about lessons I learned in some strange and unfamiliar places. Now the Lord has said unto Abram, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. God told Abraham to leave his house, and to leave everyone he knew. I can't imagine how much faith it took for Abraham to obey that directive, because his father had just died. By an act of faith, Abraham said yes to God's call to travel to an unknown place that would become his home. When he left, he had no idea where he was going. By faith, he lived as a foreigner in the promised land, as in a strange land. God directed Abraham to go into a strange land. Strange means previously unknown, unfamiliar, peculiar, alien, or foreign. God told him to go into a foreign country, and my favorite is inexplicable not possible to explain. Have you ever been in a place that you didn't know what was going on with you? You just knew you were in a strange place, a place you couldn't explain, inexplicable, not possible to explain. Nothing seemed or felt right. You were just in this nebulous place that you didn't have words to explain. I'm sure Abraham's family members began to question him about where he was going and what was he going to do once he got there. It took faith for Abraham to leave his home, to go to a place he didn't know anything about or a place he had never been before, to live with a people he knew nothing about. Faith means obediently stepping into the unknown. That's what many people struggle with, stepping into the unknown. Stepping into unfamiliar places can be scary and a little intimidating because most people want to know where they are going, when and with whom they are going. However, God will only tell you to go to a strange place, a place that you've never been before, and do something you've never done before. Why do you think that is? It's because when you go into a strange place or unfamiliar territory, who do you have to depend on? Who gets the ultimate glory? You got it, God. The fact that you don't know where you're going or what you're going to do when you get there means that you have to totally depend on God to guide you. Sometimes your circumstances will force you into a strange place. Ruth 
was a Moabitess woman who lived in Moab and married into a Jewish family. However, over a period of time, circumstances in Ruth's life changed. Her father-in-law died, then her husband, and lastly, her brother-in-law died. God didn't speak to Ruth and tell her to go to a strange country, but her circumstances forced her to go into a strange place. Because of all that had happened to them, Naomi, Ruth's mother-in-law, decided to leave Moab and return to Bethlehem, the house of bread. Ruth decided to leave Moab too. Ruth left her family and friends to embrace the God of her mother-in-law. She didn't hear a direct word from God, but her circumstances moved her to a strange place. Sometimes life circumstances will land you in a strange place, a place that is unfamiliar, a place that is inexplicable, not possible to explain. Have you ever been in a situation where everything around you changed, thereby forcing you into a strange place, a place you've never been before? I lost my job last year due to the pandemic. I was a little concerned at first because I had a mortgage and a car note, but I had learned from previous job losses that God could and would provide for me. I used to get stressed out just imagining what would happen to me in the event of a job loss. However, after suffering several job losses and coming through on the other side, I learned that God will give you peace, the inexplicable, not possible to explain peace. I couldn't explain it because it didn't make sense to me how I could be jobless and still have peace. The reason I was working was because I had a car note. But without a job, God fixed that. I was able to pay off my car in the midst of a pandemic and no job. I am now more convinced than ever that God does make ways where there seems to be no way. This was a strange place, inexplicable, not possible to explain. So maybe you can't relate to Ruth's story because your situation is more like Job. One day, everything around Job moved and changed. His children died. His friends turned on him. His health failed and his wife acted strange. In the past, Job's obedience to God kept the blessings of God on his life, on his finances, and everything that was associated with him. I had been like that. I was raised an only child. My mother died when I was four. And my grandmother and my aunt raised me. And they were trying to make up for my mother dying. And so they gave me a whole lot of stuff and a lot of love. And so I had never experienced being without. But oh boy. <laughs> we moved to Mississippi and my husband lost his job we lost our car I experienced not we lived in the country and you have to have the little truck come out and give you gas well if you don't have money to, you know for the truck to give you gas you don't have any gas 
So I experienced boiling water on the hot, the hot plate, you know, so that the children could take a bath and we would, you know, buy the little electric heater and we would all uh, hover in our bedroom. And then uh, with my husband, uh, we were really, really going through. And he said, you know, then you could collect pop bottles and cans. And so he would drive and I would get out and walk along the highway and pick up the pop bottles and the cans so that we could sell them and get money. But I thank God. He has brought me from a long way. But I needed to go through that because I had always had. And so I needed to know the flip side. I've been on public aid. I've had, I've eaten government cheese. Makes good macaroni and cheese, by the way. <laughs> but God takes us through those strange places for a reason. But I thank God. Because, you know, people look at you, but they don't know where you've been. One sister, I was up teaching one day, and she came to me. She said, oh, I wish I could be like you. When I began to tell her all that I had gone through, walking the highway, picking up cans, picking up pop bottles, being on public aid, eating government cheese, I used to make all my children's clothes. They were, when they father died, we was looking through the albums. And we, they, <laughs> they was looking at the clothes I used to make for them. Because I couldn't afford to go to the store. I made my son's pants. I had three boys. I made their pants. I made all their clothes. I made my daughter's clothes. Praise God. But <laughs> I don't even want to see a sewing machine now. Somebody asked me about makers, I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't want to make nothing. I had to make, I had gotten to where I had one dress. And I wash it. And it put it back on. And I love shoes. I had got to where I had one pair of shoes, y'all. You know, that's, that's a hardship. <laughs> to me, that was worse than having the one dress. You know. If I had more than one pair of shoes, at least I could, you know, kind of put a scarf on the dress, you know, change my shoes. I had one pair of shoes. <laughs> and then Peter. God allowed Peter to go through a strange place after Jesus was crucified. Peter was so distraught and unsure of himself because his life had just been turned upside down. His friend, his master, his teacher had just been killed. Peter had been a notable and respected disciple of Jesus. Now that Jesus was dead, Peter didn't know what to do. I can imagine Peter saying to himself, my life was good before I met the man called Jesus. I was an accomplished fisherman and people respected me. Yep, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back to doing what I know how to do. I go a fishing. So Peter went back to fishing only to discover that fishing was not the answer. Peter had fished all night and caught nothing because that season of his life was over because Jesus had called Peter to catch men 
instead of fish. Season is any period of time. Season also means to improve or enhance the flavor of by adding salt. To render competent through trial and experience. So, our strange places season us so that we can be competent and then season means to become usable competent tempered or the like so that's what when you're going through all your different seasons of your life because a strange place is just another season because we have our wilderness experience, we have our valley experience, we have our mountaintop experiences. Those are different seasons. And so the strange place is just another season that comes to render us competent, to make us usable, and to temper us so that we'll be meat for the master's use. happens when you go to a new place? You know you go to a new city so, and you're looking all around close attention to those directions. So when we in a strange place a new place with God don't we pay close attention to the direction and what's our directions y'all the word of God that's why God puts us in the strange place because he wants us to be closer to him he wants us to pay attention to the landmark sometimes we go places and we are you know we're busy going to and fro we don't see the things that God wants us to see so he has to pull us aside into a strange place. And when you're a strange place, you're more observant. Your ears are open so that you can hear, God, what is going on? What is it that I need to hear? Show me, lead me, guide me. That's why you're in a strange place because you need to be able to hear. What God has for you. You need to know how he's leading you. And when you're in a new place, you seem to be aware of everything. And you pay close attention to the instructions. So then, what's the purpose of our strange places? It heightens our awareness of God. It increases our hearing. It increases our reliance and dependence on God. It teaches us to trust God more. We pay closer attention to our roadmap, which is the word of God. Our faith is tested, which calls for a surrender of something that we hold dear. 
it propels us to the next level. And your faith in God soars to new heights and greater depths. Faith is confidence in the trustworthiness of God. It is the conviction that what God says is true and that what he promises will come to pass. That's what the strange place. It teaches us to trust God. I know now, had I not experienced losing my job, I wouldn't, I couldn't stand here and tell you without a shadow of a doubt that I know God is a way maker. But I never experienced the blessings of God without a job. I like to get my nails done. I'm just going to show you how faithful God is. And I didn't, I didn't have any money to get my nails done. I just had enough to pay the bills. And I had gone to a conference. And one of the women of valor, she said, I don't know why I'm giving this to you, but here. And it was just enough money to get my nails done. I had asked God for it that morning. I wanted to get my nails done. So after the conference, I went and got my nails done. Amen. You know, just little things. God is concerned about us. You know, he is so good. So those are the lessons that I learned in my strange place. Amen. Peace and blessings to you and yours. Thanks for listening. God bless. Wasn't that powerful? Thank you for listening to Lessons Learned from a Woman of Valor podcast with your host, Joyce Calvin. If you have enjoyed this episode, and I'm sure you did, please follow Joyce on Instagram at Lessons from a W-O-V and on Twitter at Lessons from a W-O-V. You can also listen on Spotify, Apple, Google, or anywhere you get your podcast. Thanks again for listening, my friend, and make your day a great one. Thank you.